0: This is Michael Dooney, and you're listening to my favorite comic book podcast, 11 O'Clock Comics. I say we roll with that. That's a beautiful one.
1: I, I, I like that a lot. I heard a little bit of an echo, but I liked it a lot.
0: There was a tinge. A smattering of echo, that's okay.
1: Hey, you're the producer. You're I,
0: that's the, I'm happy, gonna, I'm happy. I'm not going to kill the audio level. Whatever <laughs> space it expands in, that's what we're getting. Yep. Is it a particle? Is it a wave? Is it both? Yes. The answer is yes. Hey, everybody. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 817. Mm. Yeah. And I am Vince B.
1: You are Vince B. I am David A. Price.
2: Indeed you are, for you are both part of my damnation army, for I am Nurgle.
0: Wow. You're a bad man. Yeah. Yeah, you've been around. You try to get well, we'll get to it, but you try to stick your tongue <laughs> yeah. someplace it shouldn't be. You're not Nurgle. You're Jason Wood, everybody. All together. As if you couldn't tell by Jason's intro, we are going to talk about the book of the month, and it is John Constantine. Well, let's just say it the way they do in, in Sandman. John Constantine, Hellblazer, Volume 1, Original Sins. And how did we stumble upon this for the book of the month? Does anybody remember?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, we um, We have a... Google form and the October form will be up uh, probably by lunchtime tomorrow that um, our patrons can uh, throw up suggestions. And when they do, they'll, um, they'll tell us, this is what I suggest. Uh, And at the end, during the month, by the middle of the month, we uh, take the suggestions. We have a long running list. So we can see if somebody mentioned something repeatedly over the year, but uh, we check it out, and the three of us decide on which one we'd be interested, uh, would be most interesting for the folks to listen to as we discuss, and that's how you can participate. Vince will give you all the deets on the uh, getting to the Patreon, but uh, this month we are talking, as Vince said. John Constantine, Hellblazer, Original Sins, the first volume, the first uh, nine issues, plus uh, some Swamp Thing, um, spinning out of Swamp Thing. But uh, yeah, um, so like I said, Vince will tell you about the Patreon, but join in and you too will be able to uh, throw some suggestions our way that we can uh, discuss in future months.
0: Yes. and And you can be very adamant about it too. If you have something you think we absolutely positively must read, do it in all caps, like they do on the internet, (laughs) and then then we'll do it. That'll work. No, just head on over to patreon.com slash 11 o'clock comics, one one, no apostrophe. Take a look around. Uh, Here's the deal. The patrons support us. That's the whole mechanism, right? They, they, They fund... our our con going and our extracurricular activities. And they, they make the whole, um, streaming thing or downloading thing possible. Um, but they give to us. So we in turn like to give back to them and each and every day the feed is littered with comic book pages, um, audio, video polls. You, like David said, you can, um, weigh in on the book of the month. Uh, I've been putting up Vintage fanzines to download, oh, so good. and there is a shit ton of Bernie Wrightson, like vintage seventy-one, seventy-two Bernie Wrightson, Barry Windsor Smith, Michael Kaluta. Um, there's just a ton. Jeff Jones, and these these are um, out of print fanzines. Nobody's losing any money um, by these going up. I I consider it um, my job as a historian of sorts to make these things available, to disseminate this vintage information, because it'll only go away if nobody reads it, right? Uh, And, as we always like to say, the, the absolute best thing about the Patreon is the dedicated Slack channel, where we huddle en masse every day, 24 hours a day. We just talk about everything, comics, movies podcasts, toys, um, relationship issues, uh, how you're feeling, stuff. It's, it's just um, we're all family, and everybody lets it all hang out in a wonderful, wonderful way. And then Jay Tomio writes a 32,000-word post on the glory of uh, G.I. Joe, or the glories of G.I. Joe. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see what all this is about, we love them. Come on over, patreon.com Rooney, eleven o'clock comics one one no apostrophe. We would love to have you. You get a ring, too. Although it's not on your finger.
2: Yeah. It's truth. Yes. I have a thank you, by the way. Speaking of our patrons. What is this? Well, one of our our longtime supporters and patrons, Mr. Davin Pasick. Oh yes. Uh, mailed me. A copy of Dynamite Diva One-Eyed Wild Ride Wow awesome. Jasper Jubin Bill's collected tome uh, It is glorious i get into it maybe later, we'll see uh, At some point I will certainly get into it But I just wanted to make sure up front to give him a hearty thank you It was very, very sweet of him And uh, much love to
0: him Nice It looks very good
1: We'll try to find your copy at the New York
2: Oh yeah, I'm
0: sure, I'm sure they'll have it Somewhere that's no biggie. Mm-hmm. You know what is
2: biggie, though? Whatever it is you're drinking.
0: Not really. I'm just drinking cherry mm-hmm. cherry limeade water. Because oh. tomorrow is the trip to your house. And I don't want to be That's feeling right. all freaking bloated and pudgy and nah, any more know. than usual. So uh, I'm not going to imbibe tonight. But I'm sure tomorrow night will be a different story. That's what's up. Yeah, that's be awesome. all relaxed and shit. We'll be recording mm-hmm. tomorrow night for the patrons, the bonus stuff. You're, you're going to get hours bonus and part. hours and hours of New York Comic Con bonus stuff.
2: So say we all.
0: Yes. Are we bringing the Heroes pins, what we have left to New York, in case we run into somebody? It's, it's not
2: Heroes, but I mean... We, we can't. No, that's what
0: I mean, but we have some stock left over. It's not, they're yeah, only, we, can, we can do that. Sure. I mean, aside from what we're going to put in the, the packages... Um, yeah, you can yeah, do that. Cool. All right. So here is the deal. It is the Book of the Month episode. As we said, John Constantine Hellblazer, Volume 1, Original Sins, Hellblazer 1 to 9 from 1988, also including Swamp Thing 76 and 77, written by Jamie Delano, the bulk of it. Obviously, the Swamp Thing stories were written by the great Rick Veach. The thing is illustrated by John Ridgway, Brett Ewens, Jim McCarthy, Alfredo Alcala, Rick Veach himself, and Tom Mandrake. And the color art was provided by two big names, Laverne Kinzirski and Tatiana Wood. What up, cuz? Yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. can you imagine? I guess,
2: uh, Dab, I guess Vince figures since he's not drinking anything tonight, he
0: didn't care what we were drinking. But that's cool. You know what uh, you can tell me what you're drinking. Again. I see the bus, <laughs> Go ahead. and
1: it's early yeah. still.
0: I am uh,
2: drinking coffee.
0: Oh well, thank you. Really?
2: All right,
1: but Maybe? we got to get to DAP though, because yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean yes, tonight I am. I I thought about it, uh, but um, I'm finishing the glass of wine that I started with dinner. I am uh, enjoying um, Seven Deadly Cab. From Lodi. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. And um It actually ain't bad. It, it was I, I just I grabbed it off the uh j- just on a whim. It was I hadn't it's one of the few things, not one of the few, but it's it's I hadn't tried it yet from the store. Um and I don't remember the last time I might have seen it. So the uh it wasn't necessarily a label purchase, but I figured, you know what? I haven't had a good cab in a minute. So um let me try this and I lucked out. I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll be uh, trying it again soonish. Not tonight, but uh, sometime when I get back. But All I right. have to go to the store tomorrow to bring something to
0: tomorrow night. Nice. You're stuck in Lodi again. Oh, yes. yeah. There you go.
2: So, Vince. Hi. When was the first time you read
0: <laughs> this material? Come on, son. Right? I bought these off the rack damn you old i am Here, here's the deal though i bought hellblazer up until well, well after i'm guessing 200 how long did the series run and i'll tell you when i stopped. good question um
1: uh 300 issues maybe
0: really no i don't think it was that long that's a long stretch are you looking it up jason yep but I, I bought it for an extended period. Loved, loved, loved the book. Uh, I still do. And this Book of the Month was a wonderful reminder of just how amazing this, uh, this series is and was. But uh, I, I worked with a guy who wasn't a regular comic reader, but um, he was a Carrie fan when Carrie was writing uh, Swamp Th- or, um Hellblazer so he he came down to comics on the green with us one week and he picked up an issue and uh he enjoyed it and he was really hardcore into Hellblazer as the issues were coming out and I'm like I have the whole run if, if you're gonna get this excited over it like I'll just sell you my run so I sold the entire run of Hellblazer to a uh a coworker who read I think he was reading like two or three issues a day and it just it just m- made me so happy that somebody would get that enthusiastic over a series that they could that I could provide to them to read in one massive block, you know. Mm-hmm. He'd come in, he's like, "Oh, I read one twenty two to one twenty six last night. It was great." And I'm like, "Oh well, no kidding. It's just a wonderful mm-hmm. series." But um, I this is one series I really wish that they would do an omnibus format because mm. I really think it, it needs it. Uh, by the way,
2: uh, Dapp was right. It ended with issue 300.
0: Wow. So I I bought it up until I would say whew, 225, 230 around there. I just tapped out. It was just, there was a period where I was like, I'm not buying singles anymore. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, why did I do that? But then by the time I realized I shouldn't have done it, I would have to have scared up, you know. A bunch of back issues, so I just I just stopped. I I still kept an eye on it, but it, I just these early issues are just phenomenal, and uh, we'll get into it. But uh, how about you guys? Did is this the first time you've read these?
2: This is de novo for me. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Same thing with you, Dab? No. Um, well,
1: not entirely. I I don't remember where I was, but I did buy the very first issue um cover just freaked me out a little bit but i i like that cover a lot of the first issue bought the first issue read it again freaked me out didn't really know what i was getting myself into because i wasn't i wasn't a very um i wasn't reading swamp thing regularly and um i was just in the mood to try new things and it may have been the first thing i read by um jimmy delano so it was it's just one of those things where i'm like it's the first issue uh i dig the title i dig this cover um i was like in the art so i bought the first issue read it probably multiple times shortly after i bought it um but i never made my way back to i don't remember getting the second issue but i really didn't i i never read i don't remember reading um Anything from the middle of the book on so uh for the most part th- this is new to me i mean I'm familiar with the character but but these this story here um nothing uh all 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 new to me wow
0: I, s- re revisiting these early issues was a very stinging reminder on just how high vertigo uh scaled and how far they fell. Because uh, these early issues are pre-Vertigo, and then they corralled all of the uh, supernatural titles, etc., under one umbrella, and Vertigo proper. But Vertigo was the heat for a long, long time. And then something happened I, I don't know i can't put my finger on it the series i that came out i don't i don't want to say they were lackluster but they didn't have the same spark the same spirit that that vintage vertigo or, or vertigo in, in its prime had they they tried a lot of crime stuff they, they just tried to mix it up and and bring uh different concepts into it and different you know uh Attempts at uh, varied storytelling to appeal to a wider audience when I think they lost sight of the ball, you know? I don't know what where to point the finger, if we even should point the fingers. I mean, good things don't last forever, right? It's it's obvious. But for many, many years, I mean, Vertigo, all of those books were the very first things I would read, starting with Swamp Thing and working my way down. And uh, for those of you...
2: Go no, ahead. I was going to say, yeah, no doubt. I mean, and I think one of the, one of the lightning rods there would be the departure of Karen Berger, right? I mean, that's... sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that played a big part in, in it, but uh, it it's very hard to capture lightning in a bottle. I think that the stars aligned in a way that I don't think will ever be duplicated. When, when you look back and you think of all of the books under the Vertigo banner for a, a a good amount of time they were all excellent swamp thing sandman doom patrol uh you know invisibles uh you can go down the laundry list just just google if you're not familiar with vertigo just google it and you'll see all of the amazing uh, the amazing array of talent that touched these books and then it just kind of like you know it 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 had its moment in the in the sun and then it just expired but uh yeah, like
2: I I, I, I think you're right in general, but I think they did have a pretty significant renaissance in the early aughts because we got Scalped, DMZ, we got Fables, we got Y. Uh, so I mean, I I think they rebounded in a big way because those four books were four of the best books on the stands when they were coming out. So
0: sure, but to to my eyes, they weren't. Uh, maybe not. Maybe Y fit the Vertigo bill, but DMZ hundred bullets like that does not fit the vertigo mold they were vertigo only in name those could have been published by dc proper and they still would have done really well um when i think vertigo i think uh horror supernatural uh occult um noir-ish gothic storytelling um and yes there were things like um the the various mini series that they they tried o- over the years that you know there was a little bit of wiggle room with the original vertigo template but um they still had a an undercurrent of of darkness that fit but this guy i i, I they they almost lost me with with that array of books like um what was it northlanders the yep. um like, it just didn't seem Cohesive with what the publisher, what what the imprint had established in the in- initial. Yeah, it was more like
1: they were trying to be a, an image where you know where, where they would have some creator-owned books, not necessarily creator-owned because DC's still publishing it, but yeah, it, it was it was much different than the original, the initial British invasion. Was, uh, there, there was well, that, exactly uh, there was that's exactly what it, shift, Right, that's exactly yeah. what it was. And and I, I, I bought I bought a lot more vertigo minis than i did ongoings i bought i bought tattooed man i bought black orchid i bought uh the the first but it's funny i read very very little sandman maybe a issue here or there or maybe something in an anthology but i read this shit out of the high cost of living miniseries. series and right. i it's but yeah i i really enjoyed the vertigo minis but um and and i'm it's I'm I'm glad Hellblazer made it to 300 issues, and and Sandman went on as long as it did, and, and I'm glad that there were some nice long Swamp Thing. I mean, and and that's had multiple writers, and and uh, and and everybody. It, the, no, I'm not going to refer to it as that, but it, it's I just I I do I do have a fondness for the even though I wasn't a voracious Vertigo reader, I, I there's a special place in my heart for for that original. Run that, that right
0: print. i think um fables is the one book that you could imagine launching with the other initial vertigo titles i think fables would have been very much at home with those those books but um i mean it it's all uh perception right if you i'm sure if you started with vertigo when the when the publisher when the imprint began okay. Yes, you're going to look at these new books and say, well, this, these are strange. They don't, they don't walk the same walk as the early stuff. But if you came into it with fables and 100 Bullets and stuff, you'd be like, hot oh, damn, these books are great. And, and they were. So who am I to say?
2: Yeah, well, I, I think the important distinction is that you, there was, a, there was a, an, an era between those two. And then there was a Vertigo era, which would I think we can call the final Vertigo era after that that group of books. So they 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 were Vertigo at the beginning, the amazing, and then they had, I think, a down period, and then they had a Renaissance, and then they ended on a whimper.
0: Yes, sadly, but yeah, um, uh, c'est la vie. Such is the way of life. Um,
2: you didn't even yeah. mention Preacher, by the way.
0: Which is... yes, well, I, you know, Preacher fits fits the template very. very yeah, another too. one of the OGS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and for you listening at home, once again, we we are having that persistent and very aggravating audio problem. But uh, rest assured, we're going to kick Skype to the curb and find another way to do this because it ain't working out. It's not you, it's me. So, right? That's what you say. So let's get into the book. Big picture. One of the things back in the day, that was was uh, bounced around the shop, because the Vertigo books were the heat back at the shop. Everybody read them. Everybody talked about them. There was, um, from Constantine's original uh, introduction in Swamp Thing, people thought they were clever and would use his initials, JC. Oh, he's Jesus Christ. And as the character progressed, uh, we found out that the dude is anything but. <laughs> He is uh, definitely not cut from the same cloth. But one of the things that I think is unfairly applied to the character is John is, is widely regarded as a bastard, a complete bastard. And I've never felt that way about him. I, 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 I think he's anything but. i
1: he's he's a flawed human he's, he's 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 layered he's not yes people refer to him multiple times in this book as a bastard he he self admits that that he's a bastard he can be a prick but he's still he's i he's he's not a paragon of virtue but none of us are so i don't i i i wouldn't really refer to i wouldn't Refer to him as an antihero the way you know other characters are, but he's he, he does what he does to get the job done, and he's he's made mistakes. He feels guilty about it. Everybody that he's—I mean—you see how wrecked he gets over the fact that you know anybody who's in his orbit ends up getting hurt, and and it's it it's heartbreaking. But um, I, I think part of me wants. Just to think that it's, it's kind of for the greater good, and that's not, I mean, I, go ahead.
0: I know, I think he's incredibly pragmatic. He, he's the definition of pragmatic, because he does things, maybe he, does, he, he he's not happy to do, but he does them because he knows that they're uh, the fast track to solving the problem. He doesn't usually have a whole lot of time to seek alternate avenues of coming to the conclusion. He does what he has to do yeah. in the time frame, and he gets the job done.
1: He's the type of person who he will not have someone do anything that he himself won't go through. So, and, right. and, and whether, you know, that's putting himself on the line or obviously, yes, he, he, he does have friends who are, have abilities that are beyond John's and therefore, you know, I'm, Talking about homeboy who was plugged into to the radio but it, it's there's yes and unfortunately that didn't go the way anybody planned but as far as you know the the spells the facing the demons the yeah, yeah people do get hurt in his wake but he's still and like, like i said it's just he's he's the person who i i guess he feels like he's the person who needs to do it because anybody else would just fail miserably and and it it, it just needs to be on his shoulders to make sure it's done the right way. Unfortunately, there may be some casualties, but, uh, there's some collateral damage, but he's (laughs) kind of the best person
0: for the job. Yeah. Maybe, uh, he, he's a guy that is, is. that is literally haunted by the ghosts of people. He's quote wronged or misled or manipulated and loved. And just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so, so um, it's fascinating that you led with this because one of the notes I have, uh, as the, I guess the, closest thing we have here to a a Constantine noob i mean i've read some hellblazer before just not this stuff um but certainly don't profess to be like deeply rooted with the character is that uh one of my issues with with this was that they keep telling us what a bastard he is and and i don't find him to be portrayed as very morally reprehensible and and i i i like i and i that's i felt that about him in 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 other times when i've seen him and it's been like oh he's such a bastard and it's like I, in, in all the stories I can recall I never really see him acting the bastard unless you call loving and leaving them like one that stands and stuff as being a bastard sure but but like I, I feel like this is one of those things where the comic writers of him it's like you never it's like the person walks in and tells you how smart they are they're probably not the smartest person in the room yeah. like I feel like they go around telling you what a prick Constantine is and it's like uh eh, not really like Maybe you got to stop telling us and actually show us him like I want to see him be despicable. Like I I, I don't see it, very, it. And I'm not saying it hasn't I'm sure there were parts of the 300 issue run yeah. where he did absolutely despicable things. So this again could just be my my being a noob, but but uh but certainly here they go out of their way to set him up as this despicable person and I I don't, I'm with you. I don't see it. I don't see evidence right. of it.
0: Well, I definitely think that he capitalizes on his reputation he uses the fact that he's regarded as a bastard to his advantage um, but enacting or playing that role I, no i don't see it either mm-hmm. and and i think part of the reputation comes from the fact that the the magical community is well aware of the people uh, or the beings that he has sacrificed to complete whatever it is he's, he's doing at the time. They know like Zatanna knows, uh, uh, I mean, Phantom Strangers, well aware of, of John's reputation. That's, you know, the whole circle. They, 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 for whatever, um, through whatever methods they're, they're very cognizant of the things that John has done to complete his tasks. And yes, he's, he's not a poster child for, um, you know, uh, f- uh, friendliness or or any kind of heartfelt—that's uh, not his game. He he laments the fact that he had to use his one of his friends as a vessel to trap a demon and have the guy walled up. <laughs> but he, it, does he relish the the incident? Uh, I'm not. I don't think so. Yeah, I I think he's very much well. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but. When confronted by all of his less than happy endings in, in the, the form of the ghosts of people that have fallen, uh, within his, I don't want to say care, but, but, uh, in his machinations, they've, they've died. He's, he's haunted by them and they're on a train and he just runs out of the car. He runs out of a speeding train car, gets totally fucked up, broken bones, which leads to something of major importance, not only to this book but other books in the DC universe. And and he he had he's just uh, I don't know if it's grief or if it's a, a, a unwillingness to face the things that he's done, but he just got out of there like pew, like who runs out of a train car. Oh, I forgot I was on a train. How the hell can you forget you're on a train, dude? The landscape is speeding by in the windows, and you just whew, you ran out the door. Okay, uh, yeah, it's. I think he's a very, very complex character. One of the best, actually, and um, you can thank Alan Moore for that, of course. But this. Oh, and
1: and, and Gordon
0: Sumner. Yes, he was modeled after Sting initially. <laughs> Gordon Sumner uh, <laughs> uh it's kind of hard to get away from the B movie. <laughs> but yeah, uh so le- let's get into it. Uh it's I, I don't know e- either of you read the OG swamp thing? Yeah. Yes, yes wait, but not look. not to
2: vi- not through to this point. The Wayne Wright's oh. and stuff, or the no
0: that I'm okay. The Alan Moore well, Swamp Thing.
1: We read, yeah, of course, I've read that. But we read but the I first read Alan it. Moore book uh, for book of the month. But beyond, but yeah, getting into the the when Constantine's introduced. No, I I, I was I may have glanced, but the Swamp Thing was constantly selling out at, at at the shops when I was going.
0: So. Well, that's a good sign. Absolutely. Look at that!
2: Yeah, it seems like your shop need a better order management system. But word up,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was games, bro.
0: S- Slapped what? in the face by the tuna. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's um, do. It. So
2: so let educate me on John Ridgway because I don't know that I've ever seen another John Ridgway comic.
0: Oh boy. Uh and off-
2: it's funny because I think of Steve Dillon when I think of this and and I can, and Ridgway looks a lot like Dylan to me.
0: Wow. His predecessor. For real. Yeah. Oof. In the faces and stuff, sure. Uh um, Okay. Uh, maybe I I I don't think um Ridgway is as elegant as Dylan. Well, that's but, why I've heard of Dylan and I hadn't heard of Ridgeway. I'm sure. <laughs> well, no, that was one of the points I wanted to make. Um, Ridgway is is not an elegant draftsman, uh, but that's not a. I, I'm not. I'm not damning the man. I think the the rustic rendering that is on display in this. I think he is one of the best choices they could have. Uh, made for this series. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to see anybody with any kind of, um, uh, obvious stylistic tendencies. Like, uh, maybe Sienkiewicz could have pulled it off, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, Ridgway's in the same, roughly. Ridge, Ridgway's obviously not as expressive or experimental as, as, uh, uh, you know, but I think the way he just barely there's it, and just uses the necessary lines. He does get a little nudely and, and and dense in some spots, but it's all to the effect of the the image. Um, put it this way: if if I was going to pick somebody to illustrate the Wicker Man movie, I would choose John Ridgway.
1: He's mm. got
0: he's got that that um, backwoods, rustic, uh, paganistic, uh, threadbare style. I think he's phenomenal, but he's not flashy, right? But anyway, I think Ridgway did a lot. He did a lot of British stuff, obviously, uh, before this. None of which I was familiar with. I think he even did mm-hmm. some some Doctor Who or something. Um, but other than that, like it's definitely Two Thousand A.D. Uh, nothing extensive. Like d- to be honest, this was the first time I had seen his work. Okay. Do you like his style?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, for this, sure. I, like you said, I mean, I think it's, it's in this setting, it worked fine for me. Yeah. But I just wasn't familiar with him. That's why I asked because uh, it's not too often I come across a comic artist, much less one that did seminal work that I just wasn't familiar with going in. So
0: there's definitely a British sensibility to his, his page layout and uh, page and panel layout. Uh, yeah, I'm I, looking, I, he's
2: done. It's almost all British stuff, like you said. He uh-huh. he did a crap ton of Doctor Who, like you said. He did a bunch of Judge Dread, uh, some Strontium Dog, some Vector Thirteen, uh, and uh, a huge run on Commando. So
0: there's a marked difference between the British approach to comics and the American approach. And I would love to just, if I had infinite time at my disposal, I would love to just. Find what the thing that that differentiates the two, because I mean, panel layout and page layout. There's, you know, stylistically, there's only so much you could do. Yet you can tell immediately if there's a British artist on a book as opposed to American. You know, and but what is it that makes you know? I I don't know what it is, but I, I would love to just just sit down and research and and just look and compare and and contrast and just find out what that magic quotient is to the the British approach to comics and I would bottle it there's a there's definitely a density to british storytelling they don't mind doing multiple multiple panels you know uh um, yeah that's true mm-hmm and they, they have a tendency to, to shift the baseline. They'll, they'll, they'll skew things and, and twist panels where, yeah, you see that in American comics, but I think there's a bigger tendency to do that in, uh, UK books. But whatever, we're getting off track. Um, the, I think visually this book is stunning. The only bad thing about it, you know what I'm going to say? Is the mm-hmm. cover. I think the cover's horrible. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it's Jim Lee. Yeah, I agree with you. It,
1: it's definitely a, a remastered, um, look well, that edition. It's uh, it it's yeah. It it. I'm not sure when this particular volume was. Uh, this was
0: published. I think 2011.
1: Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I mean, yeah, it's it's fun. You know, the be and Lee were co-publishers. Um. But yeah, it's, it's, I don't care for the cover at all. It, it's, I mean, I get it, you know, Jim Lee, he's, he's the head of DC, by all means, you know, we don't get to see interiors by him anymore, really. So of course we'll, we'll, we'll get covers, but of, of all the people in comics, there is, I would never ever say, oh, I, yeah. I would love to see Jim Lee draw, draw, draw Hellblazer. It's just, it does not, does not compute. I, it's, it's. It's one of those things where it's like, hey, if you never got to see it, here it is, but it's still and especially the first volume, it's just it is it it, really, it kind of just weirds me out.
0: Hey, just put the Dave McKean painting for the first issue on the cover. Yes! Boom, you're done. That says everything That's you need to know about image. what you're going to read. Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that cover.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh this book is 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 broken up I mean it's 9 issues plus 2 so there's a lot of ground to cover and uh I'm I mean if we go deep we're going to be here for like 4 hours there there's a lot of things uh happening but I think the first arc is brilliant in that it sets up everything literally everything to come um it it showcases the fact that John will use and abuse those close to him to solve a problem, especially a problem that if it's not rectified, a lot of people are going to die. Like that's a problem to John, you know, um, the the first arc we're introduced to, to Chaz. Chaz is omnipresent in Hellblazer. In fact, I think Chaz is, it could be the only one of John's friends that didn't die I, 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 yeah, Chaz is still around. Uh, I mean, even, I think even well, in the, 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 the recent book, Chaz is in.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's, but, but we're talking, you know, post-Flashpoint right. rebirth and whatnot. So, I mean, they are probably people who, I mean, Ray may still be alive in, in, in the current run or may have died again since, you know, rebirth. But, um, but no, I mean, that's, that's, that is a neat little piece of trivia because yeah it it's it's like the one who got away it's like Chaz is just somebody yeah. who yeah I, I i survived
0: well Chaz is the facilitator he gets john places he's he's the muscle um he, he's the friend you know the, the drinking buddy but Chaz knows that you keep john on a very mm, short leash right because he has a way of of burning through friends so you don't let john run around willy-nilly and Chaz is the I'm pretty sure that Chaz is the one let's call him a companion to keep it in the Doctor Who uh million that uh has not expired that's that's saying something but I mean in the first arc you get Papa Midnight right where I think it's teased in this first arc the uh debacle at Newcastle that's a constant that never ever goes away it's it's mentioned in the book for a long long time where uh John and a number of uh his friends and i believe it was it was definitely uh Richie and Gary the 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 man in the in the the junkie in the first arc uh John was and Benjamin there were four i think that were um involved in in the Newcastle thing and all of which uh except for John are are no more they dead so but uh they don't really tell you too much what happened at at Newcastle in this but it's just a very uh unfortunate thing that happened that uh hangs over John as does everything I mean the guy carries a lot of baggage but the first arc it's it's all around this demon called Nemoth, the hunger spirit. And uh, here's the deal. Gary Lester, John's magic friend, uh, who's also a junkie. And I love the line that Delano uses. And I think this was what endeared me to the book right from the first issue was, uh, I think John, somebody asked John, you know, well, you know, what's up with Gary? Where's he been? Uh, and John says, you know, the last thing I heard, he was in Morocco, you know, doing the William Burroughs thing, you know, junk and boys and, 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 you know, general weirdness. That one line it's like, okay, this is a book for me. Th- that it's at least like the author acknowledged William Burroughs to the point where he tied it into the story. It's like, this is great. I'm, I'm, I'm locked in. But, uh, Gary, um, being a magic user he stumbled upon a young boy uh in the sudan i believe and um the he exercised uh a demon from this boy and now the kid was tattooed and had his tongue severed for good reasons the uh the, the tattoos would bind the demon and his cut was his tongue was cut to prevent um the thing within him from from cursing uh those who attempted to intervene so he's he's mute and he's tattooed and the kid was i think uh sold into slavery for a, a bag of tobacco or something like that so you know not 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 a happy feel good situation going on but uh, Gary uh tried and succeeded in exercising the demon from the the young man and trapped it in a bottle. Now remember, uh, Gary's a substance abuser. Uh, and part and parcel of that affliction is that it's it's a, an unceasing need for more, which, unfortunately, the demon Nemoth, um, that's his stock in trade, right? So uh, Gary's not too sharp. And uh, while well, he was... Uh, wise enough to know that that john could possibly help him out but he was stupid enough to mail the bottle to the states where john was at and uh as things would happen the demon um gets released from the bottle and all sorts of nastiness ensues like uh people just can't get enough food this one guy is in a restaurant and he he actually starts he, he can't he's he's gorging himself on on everything just can't get enough food and he starts to uh, um, attack the patrons and start you know trying to eat uh, a fetching young lady and when the you know the EMT guys get there he's dead but it looks like he hadn't eaten for like months he was emaciated and thin that's the deal with nemoth the the hunger it it it's, it multiplies and you just cannot satiate that hunger. Um and when there's one guy uh eats his comic book collection. <laughs> it's so stupid. They're <laughs> yeah. It's a
2: little meta, little little wink wink. Yeah there,
0: It's so dumb. They, they show him ah he's eating his comic books. <laughs> but uh the the crux of the biscuit is hunger, need, right? And uh it's 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 an odd pairing because they, they also introduce, or Delano also introduces ayahuasca. Uh, they don't, he doesn't specifically say ayahuasca, but he, John travels to the Sudan to get to the bottom of stuff. And he meets up with a, an old man, the one who trapped the demon and the child in, in the first place. Uh, and they do a, a, a ritual with a root. And when you say root, it's got to be ayahuasca. And John trips balls with the old dude and, uh, comes to the conclusion that, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do and, and, uh, track down this demon. And this is where Papa Midnight comes into it. So not only do you have, uh, ceremonial magic, but you have voodoo in this thing too, where Papa Midnight, uh, makes a, a very lucrative living on, um, the squared circle fighting, but it's not, um, the living, that do the fighting in the squared circle, he makes zombies and he has them beat the shit out of each other and people bet on them. <laughs> this book is loaded, loaded with uh, reprehensible characters. <laughs> uh, and so there's another um, long-running, relatively long-running thread is uh, Emma, which was John's love interest. Uh, she yeah. e- expired as well recently and uh but she's not above helping out her own her old squeeze that's the thing the ghost of emma uh visits him there's sister anne marie uh benjamin and and frank and these are all people that have fallen by the wayside in in john's escapades but long story short through uh pop midnight uh because Gary's a junkie and he has that, that need. John uses that overpowering need, uh, for heroin as a beacon to attract Nemoth, And this is the first glimpse, at least in the long running series proper, where uh, we see that John will do exactly what he has to do to, to, uh, close the door on whatever situation he's in. He, uh, Nemoth inhabits um Gary's body in the form of um a disgusting mass of of uh bugs, flying bugs. Just it is, it is really uh stomach churning, I think, anyway. Um and he does the the tattoo um and the Gary's walled up and never well, at least not in uh human form Never to be seen again. Uh, that's the entirety of, of the this first arc. I don't know. How many issues does this run? Uh, f- three? Four? I don't even uh,
2: know. Uh, I'd say four. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if the breaks are that easy to f- figure out, but I think four.
0: Yeah. Uh, th- one thing I found very surprising was the sequence where the Catholic priest... Is, uh, falls under the, the sway of Nemoth and he, uh, approaches the, the, uh, the crucifix and starts eating Christ. Like that was a, I thought that was a big deal because when you look at what, uh, the incident that bounced Rick Veach from Vertigo, where he had, uh, a story where Swamp Thing was reanimated as the cross on which Christ was crucified, they wouldn't let him do the story. Remember? Oh, because, is that right? Yeah. Because, okay. It was The issue was scheduled to be released around the same time that the original Tim Burton Batman movie was coming out and DC did not want any kind of negative um, publicity so they squashed the story and Veach said, well, fuck you, I'm done. I'm gone. And I think Swamp Thing reanimating as a cross is far less impactful than having a Priest physically devour the body of Christ on a cross, like that is that's something woof and and again, I thought reading that I remember how I felt back in the day, I was like, well, they'll pretty much go anywhere in this book there's nothing is sacred, and, I, and then I knew I was home, right
2: I will say that uh John does not have great design aesthetics man his his dude is laying in bed talking to ghosts and he's got fucking like tiger striped sheets and cheetah backboard that's like that was not (laughs) a hot look even in the 80s dude I'm sorry that was not a look
0: Uh, I don't know well one of the things in this first arc that they do really well is they use the color plates to great effect they do it later in the the ghost in the machine arc but um Whenever Nemoc uh, enters the scene there's one page that's really cool they use a uh, they use the yellow and the blue the cyan plate and it's a a greenish yellow giant flying disgusting creature that's just overlaid on the black and on the black and white line art and it's just I think it's it, the effect is just it's easy and it's amazing i think it looks great you like you guys like it when they do that?
2: Yes, I didn't realize that's what was occurring, but yes. Yeah, uh, they well they don't it, yeah.
0: they don't use the black plate, they just combine the, the you know, whatever color plates.
2: Ah, that's neat, okay.
0: Yeah. It's cool. Um how about the guy that's working out in the body fat right? Yeah he fists himself? And he's fucking juicing up and ultimately ends up eating his own body. Yeah. That's insane. It's just yeah. crazy. Not a good look. No. I mean, it's it's cool to read, but you just think about it, like and and they preface it with, um, you know, starving children. Yeah. Now, what I wanted to, I, I said this on the Slack, and I didn't get any bounce back, but um, or maybe I said it last episode. It could be whatever. I think Delano is like an infernal poet. His wordplay is amazing.
1: I agree with
0: you. Huh. Um, you found it too much. I thought this was wordy. I'm I'm not talking about dialogue. His descriptive text, I think, is great. Right.
2: Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think it's 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 def, it's solid. I guess I didn't come away thinking poetic,
0: but um, I think it's very much in line with the beat poets. Mm, interesting yeah i know you i'm gonna you're gonna i'm i'm gonna lose you there, but it's more Burroughs than it is kerouac maybe it's it's more Burroughs in Ginsburg than it is Kerouac okay but I think it's just uh, astoundingly good you mm-hmm. you you could tell that he carefully manipulated the words like he wasn't just picking uh you know descriptors out of out of his ass he sure they they're they're very cunningly um shuffled and, and mm-hmm. uh, chosen i
1: think it's great but um i because i was going back the 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 first arc is is three issues but wow. um as far as because the first issue is uh exercised, but
0: which was um, weird back in the day but anyway yeah
1: the um john over here in his tidy whities this isn't his place this is uh midnight's um building
0: so, oh so the, all, the
1: the 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 tiger and 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 the leopard skin and and the uh, the artifacts on the wall that's all that's all Papa Midnight shit. So it's it's I mean granted not that when John is over there back home with Mary and whatnot his place is you know decked out and it's it's looking like you know all sorts of inviting but the place
0: here is um is midnights. About <laughs> how John kisses him on the forehead. alright <laughs> <Is that> he <laughs> <laughs> kisses Gary. He's like, "Yeah, my dude. Yeah, you're good. It's good luck. See ya."
1: I don't know why, but for some reason, I just I, I saw Frank, and I'm like, "Is that is that supposed to be like Andy Summers?" Because I just keep thinking like of uh, obviously I'm thinking Sting for for John, and I'm like, "But but homeboy shows up with the with the Judas Priest outfit on, and I'm like, that looks like one of the dudes from the police. I don't know why I can't shake that."
0: Yeah, I don't see Andy Summers there, but I I can see how you could. But yeah, he's he's a um, he's a London leather boy. Yeah. To quote some, except for your asses. Uh we're going all over the place with this. Um, I think I I, I don't want to rank them, but this first arc is just wonderful. Uh, it is. It, it, it's it's dark, and and it, you know, there's not much. Um, there's not too much glimmers of hope in this first Stark, but I, I think it was expertly played, set up John to be uh, to to evolve into the well-known character that he has, and it's just, I think it hits all of the right notes. Uh, it goes into the perfect spaces, and Papa Midnight is relatively a fixture in hunt, in. Um, Constantine's world. Uh, I mean, he even got a, mi- a mini series of his own somewhere down the line. So he doesn't go away, more or less. And, I will agree with you that this arc of the
2: of the three main arcs we get is is my favorite. I, I actually think it's probably in 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 order from from my favorite to my least favorite as we go. This, well, my- this being my
0: favorite. Neat. I thought maybe you would click uh, more with the next storyline. That's probably why (laughs) I didn't click with it as much, because
2: it's a demonic play on currency trading, and I, I mean, I do it for, I do, I'm an asset manager for a living, and I think currency trading is boring, esoteric stuff, so I... Like, I, I applauded the effort, but I was kind of like, well, I'm like, I feel like Delano re- watched Trading
0: Places and was like, I got to
2: do something with that. I'm going to do that with the demon, a demon pastiche.
0: Well, we got some cool characters out of it, like Blathoxy, the Lord of Flatulence. I don't know, if, if there was ever a title to have, it's Lord of Flatulence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do like the demon designs in the second art quite a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But long story short, as Jason said, uh, souls as currency are traded. And because the um, conservatives in the UK look like they're going to win a third term, the value of souls is rising. And John, uh, smart ass that he is, he's cunning, he's devious. He he sows the seed of doubt in Blithoxy. Uh, John tries to sell his soul and the Lord of Flatulence is like wait a minute you're willingly coming to me to sell your soul you can get a lot more for it in a little while but you want to do it now what the hell do you know and John's like well I don't, I don't know anything and, and Blithoxy's like yeah okay I'm going to take your word for it he, I mean John has a reputation in hell for his deeds that's how extensive um, the mythology has spread. So, um, John, he doesn't want to take John's soul. He thinks, all right, something's up. I bet you that the left wing is going to win. And he's like, Blithoxy sells off all the souls, put our money into Catholics and Muslims. (laughs) And of course it doesn't turn out that way. And the value of souls crashes. So John bullshitted him and it all comes crumbling down it's but it, i mean it like jason said it is just a a a very uh nudge nudge wink wink play on uh the stuff that jason does the currency trading and 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 rising and falling values in 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 light of world events that that's what this is
2: well and also i think that uh, we have a lot of uk listeners and i wonder if they played along with this book of the month, how they're feeling because right now the UK is going through unprecedented devaluation of its currency and right. just named a new prime minister that everybody is fearing was a disastrous choice. And it's like, this is all about that. And, and with, the, with the, with the, uh, political jabbings is going real world because it, it has, as our younger readers may not realize that the, the, the woman that wins the election that is speaking in the comic is, is actually that's Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. Yeah. Maggie had, she was actually winning the prime ministership uh, at that moment. I mean, that that wasn't a shoot. That was like a real, a real world appearance. So Delano getting in his little dig there on, on Maggie Thatcher.
0: Right. Maggie had it rough in comics. Whenever she was uh, inserted into a narrative, they always exaggerated that, that rictus those teeth (laughs) and it's like i i you know i didn't i didn't know the the lady uh but i kind of felt bad for after a while because they would just beat that that exaggeration like horribly and uh, you know i i didn't have to live in a in a realm that was uh under her her jurisdiction so i don't know but I just thought listen. That,
2: I, I wouldn't worry about Maggie. I think she got it in. She she got her fuck on. Don't worry about that. Uh, that's
0: not nice, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think we're the only podcast in history that said Maggie Thatcher got her <sighs> Maggie fuck on. She got her fuck on. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Listen, she was a powerful a, woman dude, at, a t- at a powerful time. I think she she got hers.
0: Dude, you're an angel. You really are. <laughs> it's our ace in the hole, Jason Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you asked yourself earlier vince why why why'd
2: we
0: why, 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 why'd we do it see, I don't that's understand.
2: why see, that's, i walk in on that and i don't understand what was the premise of that <laughs> no we would Cause cause
0: that's we, we'll,
1: get, we'll, we'll get to it later we just try oh, to wow. get you going
0: uh, one of the things that's introduced in this arc is ray raymond i love ray i think he's great he he's um yes he's he's a gay man but he's he's cut from the vincent price mold not I'm not insinuating anything about Vincent Price. Uh-huh. But he's he's a well-dressed um slightly a fet uh man who is is openly gay and unfortunately as the series goes on uh it is the time um Ray gets AIDS.
2: I was going to say I knew you we were going with that. Yeah, cuz it was the 80s. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean it was it was a scary time. Yeah. Yeah. It, the you know especially in in uh like new york city was it was uh i had family living in new york city at this time who um was a participant in in this lifestyle and my dude was terrified mhm yeah yeah
2: yeah i don't know if i i remember uh i was in uh i was a freshman in college when and the band played on came out oh. and that shit was fucking <laughs> that was not a good time to be uh, coming into your sexual uh, own like self. <laughs> that was like, there was a lot of f- fear going around that was not an era of Tinder. Put it that way.
0: Right. Right. Um, I think the, the, the best moment of this, uh, little story is when John infiltrates the, uh, the the uh, traders in their uh, like a, it looks like a speakeasy. He has to go down the stairs, and he they're all talking about you know the souls and, and cornering the market and all that. And they give him a drink, and it, it, it I'm guessing it's goat's blood. And he spits it out, and he goes Jesus Christ! <laughs> and they all look at him like, okay, you're not one of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, it's great. It's a great scene.
1: <laughs> and like I, did, I, I, I did want to go back, and um, so I'm, I'm, I was matching up the uh, the chapters with the contents, and I was wrong. That first arc was just those first two issues.
0: Wow, that's crazy. It seems like it's longer that than that.
1: It really does, especially, yeah, because, I, I mean, luckily, thankfully, there even though we don't get cover i don't know why they don't do the cover breaks it, it, it's fine if it's an ongoing arc but if if, if you're it, i prefer covers inside but anyway
0: same uh, i i do not like them in the back of the book that does right. absolutely nothing for me because it it doesn't set the scene you, no. you, you it, putting the cover before the issue that was nestled inside of it it just says this is the way it was published here's the cover this is what they got on the newsstand you're getting it now too, by way of this collected edition. But if you were buying comics in 1988, this is what you would have pulled off to stand to read exactly. the story.
1: Yeah. And what they, what a lot of, what a lot of trades, what a lot of collected editions will do is they won't, they won't have the do be continued, or gene or end at at the end of an issue. They just they'll they'll, they'll block that or remove that caption box. But here. You actually do see if the story continues or if it's if it's a one whatever the story ends it just says the end you do get that on the last page of the story, so if you're looking for that if you do see that as you're reading it, then you know obviously you turn the page it's the next issue but um the the first issue being being over forty pages uh and and again because it is dense it's you getting a lot it's a lot of story Jamie and John are putting a lot on the page and it's it this isn't this isn't something you kind of just um speed through really but it is it's it's you can kind of get it but it's still uh there's a lot here so yeah i mean to to know that just that whole story with poor gary was just the two issues and we still got you know a bunch more to go in this book it's it's uh you get your money's
0: worth. it's a foundational story it really is. is it is yeah it's 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 the thing on which everything else is built um and since we're on the subject i do not like it when they include just the cover art and they don't put the trade dress on it that just why i i i far beyond oh, just an image like a pinup like the, the the hellblazer issues in the back they don't have any of the 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 trade that's dress dead. on it and I, yeah. Nah, i can't have that the swamp right. thing issues do so they're perfect
1: yeah 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 because it said what it said new format right yeah it's, it's, it, the new format yeah new format yeah 76 and 77 right there but yeah the the hellblazer ones look like they're just it's a gallery it's it's just it's, right
0: i mean and okay the mccain's art is is worth very much worth seeing unmolested but if you're going to do that give me both of them yeah that's all i'm asking maybe that's a lot i don't know yeah So, Jason, let me ask you honestly, if you read the first arc off the stands back in the day, would you have continued with the book? Yeah, that's a tricky one because, um, like, as I was – as after
2: I read this, I thought, well, this – now that I've read a a big chunk of Sandman, this was the last of the – True early classic Vertigo series that I hadn't read, and then I thought, well, it's probably my least favorite of them, but like, but I also think that that's probably because I'm reading it now, and and I, I you know, I didn't read it at an earlier time, so, um, so I don't know, you know, I I don't. It's a good question. I honestly don't know. I mean, um, especially because in my mindset in in at that time, I, DC was like anathema right like i just it wasn't even so i i, I just really don't know uh I, but that being said i mean this is like being last place in a in the kentucky derby you're still one of the fastest horses around i mean i i, I like I, I i still think this is obviously i understand why it's so beloved it's super high quality stuff i i but it it, it it certainly didn't grab me as much as some of the other vertigo series that we of the era that we hold so dear. Right.
0: And you're totally on the mark about the uh, commentary by Delano about Thatcher, because the last bit of, of, uh, descripting, uh, descriptive text in, uh, that arc is, uh, John's watching, um, Maggie with her hands up after winning, and he said, "Like I said, there's more than one road. To yeah, play. yeah, more than one road to hell. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great send off. Yeah. I think I think Delano's a great writer. I really do.
2: Yeah, what what is he still with us? I, I mean, I feel like I don't remember the last time I saw his name in a solicit.
0: Really, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's still no, he's still working. I don't know what comics he's written recently. Let's let's check the the Wikipedia. Uh, he was born in fifty four, so he's not old.
2: Well, that, that doesn't mean he's still with it. You know, for people people die young. I didn't know if he. Oh,
0: uh, he did some. She did some crossed in twenty twelve. Oh, okay. Okay. He did, he did some uh, work recently. Oh come on, Outlaw Nation. We talked the hell out of that. That that was in two thousand and two thousand and two. Uh, but right, yeah, but
2: I mean that cross. So he did. He did. He did six issues of. Crossed Badlands in 2012, and that's the last thing he did. Yeah, well, they're good issues. I guess he's been writing books. It looks like he's written through four novels since then.
0: My man, I got to check him out. Finn of What's the up. Islands. Lepes. Oh, he had a nice
1: run on uh, Animal Man.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, it's it's a it's a strong run. Yep. It yeah. You know, obviously, it's not Morrison, but it's a st- very strong run.
1: Eventually, it's going to be a book of the month. But that's right. He
0: did write World Without End. Yep. With John Higgins. Yes. I think we're going to lose Jason on that one. I'm just, I'm just saying. But we'll see what, we'll see what happens. <laughs>
2: we shall see. Yeah. The,
0: uh, on, the next storyline is another one of those foundation stories that sets up a lot of stuff to come. Because there's um, opposite sides of the same coin where you have the damnation army. Uh, there's a, a very, very nasty man. Uh, killing young girls, uh, in service of who? The Lord of the Forgotten Realm, Nurgle. Nurgle's a big deal. Um, if you've read Swamp Thing, you know Nurgle because he was the one that got his claws into Sunderland. And, uh, he's, he's another one of those characters that, that occasionally pop up over, you know, the, the width of the of the series so you got the damnation army where um this this nasty person is killing young girls he marries them first they're prepubescent girls or or tweens it's really creepy and um super creepy it is he kills them uh as a sacrifice to nurgle and then on the the other side of that corn you got the resurrection crusaders uh equally nasty business because um, they have God on their side. or So they believe Uh, what it is, it's a Ponzi scheme, but it's based on prayer. They call it the pyramid of power. Uh, Like a Ponzi scheme, you buy into it. And as your number rises to the top of the pyramid, then you're supposed to collect, right? But this is based on prayer. So they flood this organization with I'm sure money and prayer and as your prayer, you know, rises to the top of the pyramid, they'll say it out, Oh here we have and here's your prayer and, and nothing happens. But um the it hits close to home because one of the uh young girls that gets abducted by this utter uh animal and they animal's too good for him. He's a monster, uh is John's niece, Gemma. Uh John John, who, by the way,
2: I guessing is a important character throughout because I happened when I was looking up when Hellblazer ended, I caught that issue three hundred prominently featured Gemma. So
0: yes, well, I she's not as omnipresent as many of the characters, but yeah,
2: maybe they wanted to circle back around, which is cool, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, but it's John's sister Cheryl's uh, daughter, Mm -hmm. and Gemma. I mean, the home life is not all that stable there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of love uh between uh Cheryl and her husband and uh Gemma's at that age where she's going through some changes and she just she's looking for a a purpose in life some kind of a glimmer of 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 hope of a uh, you know something something changing and uh she goes missing because she followed, she's led by these three young ladies into the lair of this uh nasty man and uh the the point being she's gonna be sacrificed. But uh the Resurrection Crusaders are working on another little scheme of their own with uh Zed, John's latest girlfriend, who is experienced in the art of magic herself. And John and Zed hit it off famously. They're I mean, John's getting his freak on and and you know, there's there's definite uh feelings going on between these two, but zed is intended to be the new mary they're going to uh birth the new savior through her and as usual uh john fucks it up (laughs) quite literally (laughs) because yes because uh in that incident i described before where john confronts his ghosts and is very reluctant to do so and jumps off the moving train he gets all fucked up in the process and lands in a hospital, uh, massive broken bones, and is visited by Nurgle. And the the two, you know, make a deal, uh, but for the deal to go through, John needs to be uh, whole again, in a sense, and here's the kicker. Nurgle gives John a blood transfusion, and the blood mends his broken bones and gets them all uh, tip-top shape. But what that does is it fucks up a lot of stuff for a lot of people, not the least of which is the uh, Resurrection Crusaders and Zed. It makes things very ugh, uh, iffy for the Plant Elemental and Abby, Because what they're trying to do, Swamp Thing and Abby, are trying to uh, usher in the next Elemental. And for them to do that... Uh, well, Swamp Thing, Alex, a plant and the, the, the whole biology is different. So how can Abby receive the, the seed to lead to the, the child? Well, she needs a human and Alec inhabits the body of Constantine. Problem is, Abby loathes John Constantine. She hates him and she's not too keen on him you know you know getting in the clinch with her and and the, there's the two issues brilliantly written by um Rick Veach is that uh, Abby needs to find her comfortable zone with John and she she eventually does but and the two do consummate but remember John has Nurgle's blood in it in him and the uh resulting elemental which is Tefe is, is not all they, well, she's, she has uh, uh, tendencies, let's just say. <laughs> so, I mean, it starts off uh, well, but things go a little, a little south. Um, I love the sequence, and this is Rick Veach doing what he does, where um, Nurgle, I think it's still in, in the hospital when he's, he's giving him the blood, and Nurgle is kind of scolding John, and he's like, "You know, I gave you a lesson in manners once when you were younger, uh, but come on, let's go. We have Newcastle's to besiege." And those two words together, Newcastle's, that's Veach saying Nurgle was the perpetrator of the Newcastle <laughs> incident. And that it's just a little throwaway line, but and if you're not paying attention, you're you know you probably won't catch it. But yeah, it's great. It's it's one of the best lines in the whole book. Uh, but so John Zed's being brainwashed, and they're conditioning her to to better fulfill her role as the new Madonna. Uh, they shaved her hair, and she's she's blonde now. And and uh, they they have her incarcerated, just keeping an eye on her. And John finds her, and they have uh, relations. One more time, (laughs) little 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 hallway quickie. Yeah, one more time for the road. But in doing so, John puts the kibosh on any chance of her giving birth to uh, the Messiah because now she's tainted by not only uh, a human but a human whose blood is infused with uh, that of a demon. So that's done. There's absolutely no chance of that. And, but again, it's just John's manipulative way. Where I think part of him um, was doing it out of out of affection for Zed, but it was Nurgle who does not want this thing born. He can't have it because it it would be a a, a very nurturing thing. It would it would give hope and light to to people, and he doesn't want that shit. So he. Underhandedly, semi obviously, sends John out and John does the deed. So they both get, well, John doesn't get what he wants. Well, he gets a little bit of Zed before. Yeah, but Nurgle definitely got the uh, upper hand in that situation.
2: Dude, I love Swampy manifesting from the tobacco.
0: Well, yeah, why not, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Th- this is my entire problem with. Uh, Swamp Thing in the current DC universe. I read some kind of dark crisis thing that just came out where uh, Superman and it's Jonathan uses the Swamp Thing as some kind of a, a, a body armor. And it's like Swamp Thing is a, he's a God. He's not body armor. He could, he, he's on a level with like in the Marvel universe like Eternity or or, I mean that kind of mega powerful uh, cosmic entity that's Swamp Thing they he's he's not a a gun you know what I mean he's like uh, shoulder pads it's just weird they uh, I don't think anyone I haven't read the Ram V run so I can't speak to that but the the current depiction from what I've read previous to the Ram V run of Swamp Thing like he's disturbingly depowered he could do anything there's not only plants uh, speculatively there's not only plants on our planet there's plants all around the universe so that was the one uh veach had an awesome run where swamp thing was just like popping up everywhere you know just on walkabout just finding himself and he could even go through time so it's like Using them as body armor, I think, is a is a gross um, understatement as to swam, uh, to Swamp Thing's powers. That's all I'm saying. But whatever.
2: Here's the thing about the the this little story arc, though. I'm going along. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. And then you give me, then you give me Phantom Stranger and Etrigan, and it's like, <laughs> a stray flaccidity. Stray Why? You hurt my heart. I I just I, those characters are saltpeter Peter to me.
0: But they are staples of yeah. the saga of the Swamp Thing run. They're they're in it a lot. I know. You don't like Etrigan? I could see Phantom no, Stranger. Not at all. No.
2: Oh, jeez. No, I'm, I can much. I can tolerate Phantom Stranger much more than I can Etrigan. Etrigan is is the, is my least favorite Jason of all time. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's rough, man. A rhyming demon. Shut that's up. Funny. That's a big part of the problem.
1: Uh, (laughs) Dude, it takes skill
0: to to dialogue Etrigan.
2: I mean, at least drop good bars, though. In a a world... uh, I mean, you talk about having a way with words like... I mean, Etrigan can spit better bars. Jeez, I mean, it's like, come on.
1: Etrigan don't slap. uh, It does uh, not. Etrigan (laughs) does not slap, no. (laughs) What I want to know is... You're very wrong. You're wrong. But whatever. Um... And what's weird is that there's two Swamp Thing issues, but Veech only writes one of them, because Delano's a guest writer for uh, right, 77. yeah, and, which is, which makes sense because of the way the story goes. But um, and and pretty nice to see Tom Mandrick again, but
0: um, with Alfredo but, Alcala inking him,
1: Alfredo and, well, Alfredo was,
0: could ink anybody and make him look. For yeah. I'm not saying Man well, did not because
1: Alfredo inked some of the um the Ridgeway issues uh for, from the
0: uh yeah from the main yeah front. it's a good look it's a very good it look.
1: was because it was it, it it made it a lot more um complimentary but what i want to know is why because it, it took me a second i had to i'm, I'm reading i'm reading the issue and uh after uh john gets out of the hospital excuses himself from the hospital and hops on a plane and and at first i'm going like Man, my man lives in a shithole. But then I I went back to the the last page of the previous issue where he escapes and and he hops on the truck and then he gets to the airport and he's heading to USA. And I'm like, who who pissed off Jamie Delano so much where like this is America to him? Because obviously he was in New York at the in the first arc. But but I'm like, but but then John goes to the to the bar and and there's a Gotham newspaper. So I'm like, yeah, okay, this tracks. But I mean, you've got a wrecking ball. You've got like. Hookers asking him if, if if he wants to ride. You've got some dude like brandishing a knife hitting a woman, and and he just keeps calling her bitch. Or someone who got shot and hanging out a car door. And I'm like, what the? I'm like, where is uh, where, where is this? Where I'm just like, could be Philadelphia. Say I know. I'm like I'm like, is this supposed to be Chicago or something? I'm like trying to. I'm like, what is he trying to? Say? But it's and then obviously all this just just to um end up going back home. But it was that was and cockroaches. <laughs> It was a weird, and the money coming. But it, <laughs> it, was, it was a weird. It was a weird issue, but it was. I feel like it was a needed issue because it it did kind of it it progressed and, and it moved the story along. But for me, it 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 kind of gave me a little bit of a breather because we did deal with a lot of heavy shit. Where and, you know Richie kind of sacrificed. Well, he did, Richie didn't go in sacrificing himself. John was just like, yeah, I can't deal with the screaming. So I'm just going to unplug this fucker. So he. He leaves, he gets off jumps off the train, is in the hospital, Nurgle's all fucking with him. And then so all of this is going on and he's he's worried about Zed and and, and so he he just I'm um, I'm getting at a dodge. So so the issue helped me in that regard where I was able to kinda like slow down and and go along with the ride with John because John's gotta make sense of everything and, and figure out what the hell he's gotta do to go back home and, and, and he knows what he's gotta do because you already said that, you know, he he goes and uh Makes her all impure, but it—it was—it was, uh, it was just—it was just weird. With the with the wrecking ball, kind of like just chasing uh, the whole metaphor of everything. But it was just—I'm like—I'm reading this, and I'm like, this is so. I, it—I'm not gonna say it was like you know Morrison-esque, but there were just there there were layers here. Where I was just like, yeah, this is not so straightforward. There's, there's some reading between the lines here, and it was just—it was—it was a weird issue, but I felt it was a needed issue as well.
0: I think it. I'm guessing that it was a bit of a holding pattern waiting for the next for veach in the next issue so right so they could sync yeah. up at the swampy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mm. i, I, I could see that
2: yeah dude abby is just having none of the want to get her fuck on she just no. did none of it
0: nah, well i mean john's a good-looking guy but he has manipulated he is. he's a person. alec uh a lot over the years yeah and we get also, to- you know, I was thinking in that
2: when he's when he's trying when he's in bed with Abby and he's like, nah, let's do this. Uh, they do depict him as quite, you know, in g- good shape, like ripped and stuff. Yeah. And I find that interesting because I feel like my man needs a better tailor because all the time when he wears his clothes, he looks like he's like I, I view him as like I thought of him as like heroin chic skinny. Like I just I because he's always in such baggy clothes. And so like shoulder slumped, so I, I found it interesting that shirt off my dude is uh is is pretty beat up.
0: Yeah. He's the Columbo of magic. He, they they go to the same tailor.
2: I don't think uh my man Columbo would look like this with a shirt off. But. Oh no, I'm not looking oh, that, underneath exactly, the
1: clothes. Exactly, you yeah, yeah. But
0: but we get to see Anton Arcane being uh punished in hell which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, Stan Lee makes an appearance. Yes. Yep. Funky Flashman. I, don't know, funky. I don't know why <laughs> that's in there, but I don't, so, <laughs> it's just so strange. Oh, that's it's so Stan, though. Money, moolah, hard-earned shekels, legal <laughs> tender, <laughs> filthy lucre. Like, come on.
1: Get, uh, we get it. it. You got you got Jason over here getting a tat. <laughs> while you wait, over here getting getting yeah, some I, work done on the rear.
0: I I hesitate to think that somebody's ass would be hanging out right in the <laughs> front, you know, room of a tattoo office or or. <sighs> or but whatever, Uh don't, and don't the, shift. You don't get. Beach Ve- is just like fuck it. Nah, just, you know. the thing that uh, and this is so Abby too, that she goes to the hospital to visit Matt. And she's looking for a sign to to proceed with the plan, and she picks up Matt's unresponsive hand, and the guy's so fucking skinny that his ring falls off, and she, oh, it's a sign. No, he's dying. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Honey, you, you're 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 looking for things that aren't there. Uh, it's just his ring falling off, but is it? Yeah, I think it is. The guy's nothing more than a skeleton, but if it convinced Abby to proceed, then I guess it was worthwhile. Mm-hmm. She's a fetching lady. I, I've always had a thing for her. Oh, no Abby. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, strong woman, but that's you know almost stupid to say. Um, I like this last arc just because it's my man Rick, and I love the page with the silhouettes. I love mm-hmm. that page. Uh-huh. Very simple but extremely effective. That's Rick. Thanks mm-hmm. on things on multiple levels, that dude. I I thought it was a weird place to end the volume, though.
2: Because it is like very different in tone and it is so swamp thing forward because it's swamp thing issues. I I, I wonder if they did this because of how popular Swamp Thing was? I'm sure they did. You know, they wanted to make sure that it tied into that?
0: Yep. That's, um, I would guess that's exactly the reason. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen uh, lower-selling books crossing over with, with, I'm, I'm not saying Swamp Thing was breaking records during its its tenure. It sold well enough to last hundreds of issues, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a fledgling title like Hellblazer, it's a no-brainer to cross over with Swamp Thing because of the, the history the two characters have. Mm-hmm. And if, if they can get more readers out of it, then then yeah. Um, I would have liked to have seen the continuity um, more like early Marvel with the Vertigo books, where, you know, somebody's on an adventure and it's like oh there's the doom patrol over there doing something you know what i mean Mm -hmm. how we used to Mm -hmm. see the avengers or thor fly by in amazing spider-man or or you know captain america just dropping a pizza off at the baxter building like goofy stuff like that i would have loved Mm -hmm. to to have seen that kind of cross-pollination in early vertigo i mean it was there but it wasn't uh, as explicit as it was in the marvel books
2: yeah, I feel like Mandrake's art sticks out like a sore thumb too in this in this volume, as because, being because it's so, so different.
0: Well, that could be Alfredo too. Sure, he's so heavy-handed, but holy mackerel, what a what a a, a a skilled embellisher! I mean, there's it's unmistakable. You know Alfredo's work when you see it, and I think you know John. Mm-hmm realized that when they were doing the Savage Sword stuff. It's just like, wow, this guy's totally taken over. It's one of the best pairings ever, I think. But I have to put myself in Big John's shoes. If somebody eclipsed my work to the degree that Alfredo did, maybe I'd feel some kind of way. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it is worth noting that uh, in the in the uh, annals of John Busema original art market, uh, Akala inked stuff is like far and away the cheapest stuff,
0: and that's amazing to me because that's the first stuff I would go for. Interesting. Yeah, I think. Th- uh, those- yeah, I'm on the other side of that one, but that's- yeah, that's a two-headed monster, as far as I'm concerned. You get um, one of the all-time greatest uh, pencilers paired with one of the all-time greatest anchors like that's just those savage sword stories are amazingly beautiful. And I don't think they would have been I I shouldn't say that. I think Alfredo added a layer uh that special sauce that you it's just a magical pairing. So, mm-hmm. I, you show me where someone could where I could buy those and I'll pick up a page. I love those those stories. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean we're I mean, this is a relative thing, right? So it's not like they're cheap.
0: So you're talking still like multiple thousands of dollars per page. Not really. No, not for the uh, not for the Busema
2: Busema Conan, especially the Alcala stuff is like like a a, a, a Bus Well, yeah, no, it, like couple like high hundreds. You could get like a, a like an inventory page. You know, a page that's not particularly. Conan forward or something like that, but yeah, I mean it'd be thousands these days for a prominent like Conan centric page. Sure, I want a splash page. I expect it for Christmas. Well, okay, I mean then you're talking you know <laughs> big bucks. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, if you're gonna go, go deep. True, true. So uh, let's let's sum it up. What, what do you think? W- worthwhile experience? Did you learn anything? Oh, for sure. From-
2: yeah, really, 100%. really glad. Really glad we 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 read this. Um, like I said, I almost feel like it's like completing a long going to do list, you know. This was this was pretty much this and as of two years ago, this and Samman were the only two uh seminal vertigo uh books I hadn't really delved into much. So um definitely happy to have done it. Like I said, it was very good. Really very good. I I I didn't come it's funny having not read that much Constantine over the years, he's exactly as I thought of him like when i think of the character this is what i think of him as like so so i guess he's always he's someone that seems to have been the model that 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 they set for him it seems to be a fairly consistent way they've portrayed him because that's don't don't fuck with what works yeah yeah i will say i i mean i and i don't i assume this changes over over the 300 issues um he he doesn't like he doesn't come across as that much of a of a mage in these issues, right? Like, I'm ma- sure he, he certainly has dalliances with magic and he's clearly a magic wielder, but, but he doesn't come across as a particularly adept or, or, or badass ma- magic wielder in these. Um, I assume that I assume over time we see him capable of a lot more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a chaos magician. Right, right, right.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but, but so that's the one thing I was a bit surprised by this seemed, he seemed a lot more human than I expected him to. In this, um, but uh, but yeah, all in all, I thought it was it was it was good. It was good. I mean, I, you you were joking with me about how I hadn't started this until uh, yesterday, and uh, and I have to say, I mean, it was it was a, it was a definitely a, an engaging, pretty pretty fast read. Like once I started, I I, I plowed right through it. Over, well, it's like you know. popcorn, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't really stop. So, it, yeah. and I definitely would read more, and 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 I do think. Uh, it seems like I've we've heard over the years by people begging us to discuss Constantine and Hellblazer that you can definitely jump around. Um, yes, Because yeah. I'm never. I mean, realistically, I'm never going to go back and read 300 issues of this. It's that's just never going to happen. So, but I am curious to jump into some of the uh, arcs that people think are the best arcs because um, I get the sense that you won't feel too lost if you do that. So,
1: yeah. And it's kind of and, and it's it's a character. It's a series that like pretty much. Most I don't want to say everybody, but it felt like a lot of people, almost everybody you could think of, wrote the character. We've got Ellis, you've got Azzarello, you've got I, there, there's just there's there, there been a bunch of writers that um, have just had their fun with the character and 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 took them on some some wild rides. So yeah, I do definitely want to um, jump around, and and I know that um, part time was mentioned as as another one for uh, on the list but um yeah i think uh i think as time time comes i'll if, if i see any if i see any collections at a con or uh anywhere i'll just um read them as as they come along
0: i think um delano aside one of the best regarded writers to ever tackle Hellblazers, is garth Ennis. Because um, yeah. inv- invariably, whenever you encounter a Hellblazer fan, what's your favorite story? It's usually Dangerous Habits, and that's the one yeah. where John gets lung cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I won't say how it ends, but it's it's a it's a brilliant and spectacular ending, and it's it's an amazing story. It's definitely one that sticks out. Um, there's another one I think he wrote um with richard corbin where uh john's in prison
1: and that's that's hard to, that's that's azzarello
0: oh azzarello wrote that right yeah it really really good story but yeah, it's I mean, richard Ennis corbin had, so
2: and had two runs 41 through eighty three. there was a guest writer for 51 but he did he so he did 42 42 issues and what's that for like probably four years and then he came back and did one more arc, uh, 129 and 133, uh, a couple of years later. So, he, I mean, he was – the predominant chunk of his run was directly following Delano's run, uh, nice. which were the first 40 issues. Um, and then Delano wrote 84 and 250 as well, I guess, guest spots coming back. Then Paul Jenkins for a huge – what's interesting about this is, is is people stuck around. I mean, Paul Jenkins wrote 34 uh, – what is it? Uh, tw- uh, almost forty issues. Then Warren Warren. See, it's funny because like I feel like I thought Warren Warren Ellis only wrote nine issues. Yeah, like I feel like his name's associated with this a lot. It's like he only wrote nine issues, uh, which is interesting.
0: Well, I mean, it, it was a good gig. You got on, you know, Hellblazer. You can. I think the character is so robust and and vivid and well constructed that the stories. I don't want to say they write themselves, but. You can manipulate that character wonderfully. And
1: if if there is a writer who, based on his his hobbies and what else the other things he's interested in, uh, Hellblazer and Ellis kind of go hand in hand to me. It, it is, I mean, it's. I'm bummed that it is, you know, so few issues. But that is that. That's one of those. It's almost like, in my mind, it, it's like a perfect pairing. It's like if one writer you want to see write a certain character yeah it's it's worn and and everything we know about Hellblazer just kind of meshes to me but maybe it's maybe it's one of those things where and, and I haven't read that that arc so maybe it's just one of those things where um it is kind of maybe too good to be true or there is just too much of a um is no no way to separate the um the art from the art so I don't know i'm just but it it is it's i i do I like the character a lot. I remember. Um, I I think I saw the entirety of um, of the Kiana movie. And I'm not trying to compare. I'm not trying to say that you know when it comes to source material or what you're going to adapt or whatnot. It it's it, well, that's Dangerous Habits.
0: The movie oh, is it? Yeah, the movie. Oh, the movie's based on that. Oh, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay. I never watched um, it. I I, and th- I did see. Haven't either. Go ahead. I haven't either. I saw the um. I mean, Visualizes in it, so, I mean, it's definitely worth seeing, but, uh, there's, um, and then there was the, the TV show, which I felt the actor looked a lot more like, like the character in the comic than, uh, than Keanu, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, and I know he's had a bunch of, uh, bunch of appearances in, in the DC animated stuff, so it's, he's definitely a character that I'm glad that, um, has, like, grown beyond uh, the the introduction in swamp thing and kind of became his own thing and obviously there's the whole justice league dark and being part of the whole um magic section of the dcu it it's um romantically
0: involved with zatanna that's got to be a who has it been oh be nice
1: i am (laughs) but it's still true but he's kind of like he's it's almost like he's um it's like he's dc's venom where it's like you know he's like the one character from the 80s who's just kind of like kept going and has lasted and it's just like and obviously he was out before venom but it's just it, it's like what well, it was the last character that somebody that, that the big two created that you know has really just made a mark and, and a lot of us will say before venom it was kind of like oh there's was wolverine but it, it's you know the venom seems to be that character <laughs> from marvel and um, yeah i mean I was harley quinn is the most recent for dc i think but, sure yeah yeah
2: uh, yeah, so so suffice to say Vince that Denise Mina was the uh, the least memorable long term writer for Constant. because I'm looking at all the people <laughs> who wrote big chunks and the only one I didn't know off the top of my head despite not reading most of the series was Denise Mina
0: yeah not too long if I remember correctly uh 20 issues yeah which is a nice stretch right
2: yeah, so you got, you've got you got Delano, Ennis, Jenkins Warren Ellis Azzarello, Mike Carey, Denise Mina, Andy Diggle, Peter Milligan—that's it. And then you have you have two. And then the only other people that wrote it because that, that that's so. It's funny about this, but like like it really did have big long runs. Uh, Morrison wrote twenty-five and twenty-six. Gaiman wrote twenty-seven. Uh, John Smith wrote fifty-one. Eddie Campbell wrote eighty-five through eighty-eight, so he had a four-issue run. And Darko McCann wrote uh, one forty-four and one
0: forty-five. Nice. So.
2: Rake yeah, the... I remember hearing good things about the Milligan run. I feel like people like the Milligan yeah. run, but
0: yeah. Milligan's a great. Which I'm not writer.
2: surprised by because uh, he's a
1: great writer, as we talked yeah. about when we did uh,
2: when we did uh, his book of the month. The yeah, yeah two months ago. Yeah. Uh,
1: and and shout out, huge massive shout out to uh, to our pal, to our patron, to our slacker Tim Meekins for suggesting original sin.
0: Hell yeah!
1: Oh, there you go. shout out to Tim then?
0: Yep. Respect. Um, just to add one more to the stack, Ennis' uh, Rake at the Gates of Hell is really good, too. So we should uh, maybe do another uh, look at Hellblazer sometime in the future. I'd love it. hundred percent. Definitely,
2: yeah. No, I mean, because I, like I said, now that we've dipped our wick with the intro, I'd love to, there are always those few runs that people always say, oh, this is my favorite run, this is the best Hellblazer run, and I wouldn't mind checking out some of that for okay. sure.
0: To be honest a more um limited scope would be great cuz like we said there's nine issues and it's it's a lot of its introductory material so there's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. there's a lot of ground to cover uh i i think if we did read uh dangerous habits or uh you know rake at the gates of hell or even yeah, it's a, something uh, one of the jenkins arcs I I uh, critical mass. I think it would be it would behoove us to narrow the scope a little bit to a nice yeah. four or well, you know six uh, issues.
2: I um I am looking currently and this is of course gospel <laughs> but uh, CBR a few years ago did a greatest Hellblazer stories top ten. And uh this year book that we just did, Original Sins, was number eight. Rake at the gates of hell, Vince just mentioned, is number seven. Cool. Uh let's see let's see what number one was. Number one was Dangerous Habits, probably not surprising.
0: Not a surprise. No.
2: Five issues. Uh so that's pretty doable. Number two, Newcastle, A Taste of Things to Come, which was a one issue story in Hellblazer number eleven. That's interesting. Uh Hold Me, which was the Neil Gaiman one issue twenty seven. Neil Gaiman Dave yeah,
0: McKean. That's a good issue.
2: Um all His Engines, which is uh, Mike Carey and Leonardo Monco is number yep, four.
0: Yep. Um, the person I sold the, my run to was a huge Monco fan. Loved there his work.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then number five was Fear and Loathing, which is Ennis and Steve Dillon.
0: So there you go. Nice. Yeah, John's a, John's a cool cat. I love him. Love the Yeah, remember when they canceled it at 300? Everyone was
2: all upset because they were canceling it so that they could relaunch it in the main DCU, and everyone got all upset. Yeah. Well, Constant. They, they launched Constantine for the. Yes. Wasn't that part of the new 52? Wasn't that part of the. Was uh, that not? Was that no, related? I think
0: uh, Constantine was uh, rebirth, wasn't it? Okay, okay. D- David would know more than I. But uh, no, I'm just saying. I, I don't think it was. Uh, Hot on the heels of the whatever was going on, it, it was a while before there was a, a another uh, Constantine book. But what does this say? The the wiki page says uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah, maybe it was.
1: Yeah, Constantine was uh, our teen. Had twenty three issues and uh, from twenty thirteen to twenty fifteen.
0: Um, so it ended in in what the three hundred issue came out when?
2: Constantine was not one of the new fifty two. Just record. I'm looking right. at the list of the fifty two comics. Justice right. League Dark because, was because
1: yeah. 2013 was 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 two years after uh, yeah fifty two started. Yeah, nice.
2: We read all these. Remember that when we read all these to talk about them. On the, show? the first well, issues. Did. Yeah, yeah. How many do you think you could name right now without cheating?
0: Oh, I vampire. Okay. Well, that's I'm trying to <laughs> that's get That's one. Try <laughs> to um, say
1: Hawkman at first.
0: Uh Stormwatch. Hawkman.
1: Right.
2: Superboy?
0: Uh no, Hawkman. That's incorrect. Wait, Hawkman wasn't one of the first right. run? Mm-mm. Huh.
1: Let's nice An- try though. Animal Man,
0: Swamp Thing. Uh Action. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, action
2: number. Yep, action. Yep, yep. Sorry. Action,
0: Batman, uh, detective. Green uh, Arrow. Green Arrow. Let's see. uh, What was the the one with the demon in the uh, medieval setting?
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah.
0: Shit. (laughs) Uh, Resurrection Man. Correct.
2: Oh, you know what?
1: It's Savage Hawk, man. That's why there's no. Oh, yeah. Savage there you Hawk go. Uh, Weird War Tales or um, what's it? The, the the Western.
0: Oh, All Star not- Western. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Voodoo, or Grifter? It was Voodoo and Grifter. Voodoo
2: and Grifter. It's great. Yeah. Good job, that.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, well, of course, Justice League America. Um, Just Green Justice Lantern. League. Just Justice League. Oh, huh? right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Uh, yeah, you said Superboy already. Batgirl. Um, mm-hmm. Detective and Batman, of course. Wonder Woman. Yeah,
0: of course. Interesting. Um, I'm not googling this at you, all. You're doing better than I thought you guys were oh OMAC. Yes. Yep.
2: yep. That was Didio. Didio wrote that. Legion.
0: Yeah, there yep, was yep. three Legion books: Legion Lost, mm-hmm. Legion of Superheroes, and. Mm-hmm. What was the third one? Was it Super? No, was it Superboy in the Legion of Superheroes? I don't think so.
2: <laughs> there was a Superboy, to
1: Super- right? Yeah, well, I mentioned yeah, that. It was written by Lemire, and um, there was uh, uh, Storm Watch.
2: I said Stormwatch. Daft, uh, yeah, Vince
0: said that. Oh, okay, good, good, good. There was three Legion books. Why can't I remember the other one? Yes, yes, there was. Was is every, everybody was like, "What?" there was Legion Lost, Legion of Superheroes, and yep.
1: d- 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 what's that
0: third one?
2: I don't see a third one, so I maybe... There was, there was another Justice League book,
1: wasn't there, though, by,
0: by yes. Lemire? Okay. Well, Vince
2: said Justice League Dark. Yeah. that
1: was Okay, yeah.
2: But there was a third Justice League book. JLI, Justice League International.
0: Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. That doesn't connect at all. Did we read that no. one? We must have read it. Yeah, we read it. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, you, guys, you guys missed Aquaman? Yes, we uh, did. Batman and Robin.
1: Okay. Batman.
0: The Finch. Batman and the,
2: Dark, Batman and the Dark Knight. That's
0: the Finch book.
2: Uh, Bat, Batwing. <laughs> oh,
0: right. Wow.
2: Batwoman. Because you said Batgirl, but Batwoman. Birds of oh, Prey. Birds yeah. of Prey. Birds of Prey. Blackhawks. Yes. Yep. Blue Beetle. Of course. Yeah. Catwoman. Yikes. Yep. DC Universe presents. Oh yeah. I uh, don't, de- rem- I don't yeah. remember that. I don't remember that one right. at all. Deathstroke. Um Demon Knights.
0: That's the one. But boom. Mm. I should have known. Flash. Uh Flash, I think
2: you might have said Flash. Um Frankenstein Agent of Shade. I what said is- that, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Fury of Firestorm.
0: Ah, okay. Freddy. Now, you did long. say
2: Green Lantern, but you f- did not say Green Lantern Corps or Green Lantern New Guardians. True.
0: Right. I'm sorry. It wasn't Freddy on uh, Firestorm, or was it? It was Freddy on Captain Atom.
2: I think that's right, yeah. Uh, Men of War.
0: Yeah, it Mister- was a war book. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
2: Mr. Terrific. Okay. Uh, Nightwing. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Yeah. red lanterns this is right after all the this is when green lantern was yeah. like the hottest it could be uh static shock yep suicide squad and i think oh teen titans i think you got the rest
0: how about that so there was only two Legion books Why was yeah
1: two two Lesion books They're so good
0: interesting
1: so 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 the original hellblazer run ended in 2013 so yes yeah, so like you said jason they they it stopped at three hundred and then yays. Yeah,
0: yeah it wasn't
2: the new fifty
1: two, but it was probably like the
2: next no. salvo books that were like yeah. ours. Yeah.
0: So I think it was called the not so new fifty two. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this was fun.
2: Yeah, no, it was good. i I I I love uh I love doing like when we get a chance to visit classic stuff that I know I should have read long ago, but I just haven't gotten around to it, so I like when we it's almost like a little bit of homework, but it's homework that once it's done, you're like, oh, it wasn't so bad.
1: And what I liked about this particular what I enjoy about this particular type of discussion is that this was this this is a chonky book, but it's we didn't we didn't go page by page. So so if you didn't read it yet, uh, we obviously didn't spoil a whole lot we we, we touched no. on we touched on some things that happened in not every issue because we didn't talk about the vietnam stuff but we did, did there were um there's there's still a lot more in these 9 11 issues that, that that you can yeah we didn't even
0: with. uh touch upon ghosts in the machine
1: right i mean yeah i mentioned richie unfortunately but yeah the the, the whole leading up to that and and it, it's there's yeah so it's there's there's still plenty of you to enjoy plenty for you to enjoy if you decide to get this volume and i absolutely recommend it
0: dude how brilliant Uh, is vietnam america that's brilliant that is brilliant that's that
1: that, that's that's a story out of like a a a horror anthology show that's just like the hitcher or some shit like that where it's just like some dude's walking through town and this is what happens and it's just it was it was such an insane story and it was it was great it was so fitting But it was, yeah, it was freaky as hell, and it's, yeah, it, it was strong.
0: Yep. So there you go. John Constantine, Hellblazer, Original Sins, Jamie Delano, John Ridgway, Rick Veach, Alfredo Alcala, and company. Tom Mandrake. Tom Mandrake, too. So go get it. If you haven't already, it's a very, very worthwhile read, and hopefully you'll get the bug. And, uh, Hang around with the bastard for more than nine issues. Indeed. Yep. Well that's all I got. Hmm. Yep. Hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean we can I mean It's New York Comic Con, dude. Right. That that's in your travels. So come say hi to us at New York Comic Con.
0: We'll go back issue diving. Save something for tomorrow. Oh, we're shooting shit yeah
2: no, shooting that shit
0: all right so remember who brought this to you it's not hard it's the patrons patreon.com slash 11 o'clock comics one one no apostrophe come and take a look around i don't know what we're gonna do for new york comic-con sometimes we let things up there for everyone to see did not we do that last year we did that for december for emerald city
1: for emerald city
0: yeah oh we did the month okay of december mm-hmm. it was free for all yeah Yep. Nice. Well, you had your chance. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the patrons are going to be reveling in all our silliness and con floor shenanigans, photos, audios to and from the show, uh, backdoor chats, maybe in the city or at Jason's house. Uh, Dap and I have started the, uh, the habit to, uh, record on the way to Jason's house. And on the way home, so it's just yes. a whole lot of stuff. It's gonna be you, on and popping. Yeah, if if you don't like the sound of our voices, don't become a patron because <laughs> yeah, the damn for sure. the damn thing's littered con, with us. Con, con yeah, weekend, don't give,
1: don't
2: give us money to talk if you don't like to hear us
0: talk. That's for <laughs>
1: yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Con Con weekends. That's our Super Bowl. That's our Christmas. That's you know. That's when we just kind of. Light up. We could see each other, but you, you get to enjoy all the um, the good
0: and bad that goes along with it. Yes.
2: Yes. Get one deter- of the
0: <sighs> one of the things I'm looking for yes. is a uh, a magic card. A, a sh- specific a, magic card. Yes, a specific Ooh. magic card. Because I'm I'm sick and tired of getting fucking destroyed by this thing. <laughs> so so I, I want one of my own.
2: Well, that this is can, can you, uh, that this is something I would enjoy looking for. What is it?
0: it's uh called a traxa it's uh flying death is it touch.
2: artificial decking that's got powers or uh,
0: it it has all them powers a lifelink death touch flies uh it has proliferate it is a major pain in my freaking ass
2: and dowdy uses it on you every weekend no
0: he doesn't have one it's, oh, well, you said you get your ass kicked with it's it. I, I do from our third player Oh yes, we have. Mystery we're we're now here. a trio. Yes, and this mm. kid shoves this. this oh, creature, this kid's like a regular now. Yeah, he shoves it down oh. my throat every freaking week. It's hard to get around. Mm. So I want one, and but I, I don't want you guys pick. allow
2: any deck from any vintage, uh, any card well, from any. any that's vintage? the
0: that's the rub with Commander. You can play almost any card ever printed in Commander, but cool. only one of each one. So that's how they get around it. it. There there are banned cards in Standard because in a Standard deck you can put four cards, four of each card in. Uh, in Commander you can only have one. It's Highlander, Elder Dragon Highlander. So one of each. There can be only one. And that goes for uh, non-basic lands too. So if you have a funky land that you can tap for any color, you're only getting one of them. It's a great format. I, I was ignorant. And unaware of just how wonderful Commander is. Mike and I would just play standard 60-card decks. We'd, we'd include any cards we wanted because it was just he and I. But in Commander, you can put anything and there's 100 cards in the deck. Minus one for your Commander. It's a wonderful format. It's reinvigorated my love of the game.
1: Aww. Look at that.
0: Yep. But I'm sick. I'm I'm so sick of getting a Traxxas shoved up my ass every week. <laughs> I got to get rid of it. Uh, the kid's a good player. He's very good, and he protects. Sounds it. like it. He protects it. He'll put. You know, I don't want to get too much in detail for those of you know listeners who don't play the game. But he he takes step to make sure that we can't do anything to it. And once he gets this magic formula out, you're you're doomed. You're dead. I like to think Mike and I are really strong players. He slaps us around like a ragdoll. How long has he been playing? Uh, since, I mean, he's 23, 24. He's been playing about eight years. He's, he's We put him through his paces, but I will say this. He relies on this deck. When he wants okay. to win, out comes the deck. His other decks are okay but this this super friends freaking thing he has there's like 20 planeswalkers in it it's a pain in the ass to beat and i'm tired of it <laughs> <laughs> so there you go sorry about say that people day. yeah say good night um so here's the deal we'll be in new york city this weekend new york comic con 2022 if you are there come up and say hi we'll go bin diving or something uh in the meantime go buy some comics Go kiss your loved ones, eat some pizza, and say mm-hmm. good night. Yeah, you say good night. That was brief,
2: Dave.
1: <clears throat> it's facts.
0: Hashtag night. facts.
2: Oh, and you know what? What? Before we sign off, shout out to our man Gordo, one of our longest listeners and supporters, who is retiring. He's old yeah, enough yeah, to retire. Defense. Yeah, from the USPS, man. He's, he's yeah. moving on to the, to the next phase of his life, which I'm sure many of us look forward to the day when we can hopefully retire. So, so tip of the cap to Gordo. Yep.
0: Yes. Enjoy. It's well-deserved. Absolutely. Loved his job. Loved it. I, I haven't encountered many people that have loved their jobs as much as he. hmm I think the mail's an important function. Did you ever see The Postman? Hell yeah, dude. That movie's great. Fucking Postman. I think like Jefferson
2: loves his job as much as. school. Oh, hell yeah. He does. Yeah. If I had he hair, I'd go get my hair cut by Jefferson. But
0: Tom Petty's in The Postman. It's a great movie. Oh <laughs> what, you don't like it? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's wonderful. Mm. It's a the what world if. World. It's a what if that yeah, could happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. Did you say David? I did. did. we'll we'll give. He knocked it out. Bye. Tell them you love them because it's true.
2: Yep. Oh, and for those that are still listening, uh, we've had a lot of inquiries about an EOC type of a get together. The way if if we do anything, it's going to be impromptu, and and we will let you know on uh, the Slack and the Facebook group we will we will give you a heads up. So, uh, But uh, it's still very much a coin toss. It really depends how the weekend flows.
1: I'll be wherever you look. I like a bad penny. Bathroom's uh, at the urinal next to Peter David.
0: <laughs> With my shoelaces scraping the floor, baby. There we go. Perfect. You going to throw those away? Uh, no, why? Why, why would I do that?
1: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They're gone. They Touch the bathroom floor.
0: That's it for that one.